Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready? For a traditional talk show that has a non-traditional approach to helping you improve your life, love, and all things above. Are you ready? For a show that would help you shine brighter, live better, and dream even bigger than you have before. Are you ready? For a show whose main mission is to change your no I can't attitude into yes I can action and ultimately yes I did accomplishment. Then you are ready for the Real Talk with Tanya White show. Whatever you think, whatever you know. Whatever you feel, Tanya doesn't mind talking about it. So get ready for some talk that is always rated R. Because talk with Tanya has got to be relevant. Talk with Tanya has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tanya has got to be real. The Real Talk with Tanya White Show. Are you ready?
right, welcome to the Real Talk with Tanya White show, and we are in the middle of our three-week series entitled I'm Coming Out of This, and that is the boss herself, Miss Diana Ross, and I know you remember that song from 1980. I bet you are, I can see you now dancing in your living room, in your kitchen, because those words are powerful. When you tell yourself I'm coming out, you have begun your journey to healing, deliverance, and a new life, and that is what October on Real Talk with Tanya White is all about, helping you to be motivated, inspired, and empowered to come out of anything that is holding you back. Now, last week, we kicked it off with the powerful and prophetic Pastor Ruth Lofton uh, from Louisville, Kentucky, and she talked about coming out of spiritual welfare from her new book, You're Not Crazy, You're Not Dreamy, and Pastor Ruth, I can't even summarize the nuggets of divine insight and wisdom that she shared with our audience last week. But if you missed it, you can uh, listen to those on the archives. Uh, I'm coming out of spiritual warfare. One thing that still resonates in my ear is that Pastor Ruth says so many times we get caught up in going into a new season that we need to walk in our now. Um, And that was so powerful, and that just spoke to my life. So if you missed it last week, go ahead after this show. Go ahead and listen to last week. I'm coming out of spiritual warfare, but tonight we're talking about I'm coming out of this depression, worry, and anxiety. The holidays are coming up, and sometimes people fall into a deep, deep depression. And we have author, uh, woman of God, powerful speaker, Miss Thelma Wells. She is the author of the book, Ready to Win Over Depression and Ready, Ready to Win Over Worry and Anxiety, and a whole list of awesome books, you need to go to her website right now, www.thelmawells.com. Thelma is like in Thelma of Good Times, and Wells, W-E-L-L-S, dot com. Look at everything this powerful woman has to offer. You're just going to get a taste of what Miss Thelma has to offer tonight in the 30 minutes that she's going to share with us about depression anxiety and worry but i want you to visit her now as you listen to the show look at the host of literature resources and things that she has to offer and it's all inspiring you to win that's why i keep seeing all throughout her website is to win whether you're a man or a woman she has something for you to let you know that you can win over anything so tonight is going to be awesome if you're ready to come out of depression worry and or anxiety or you know someone that you need to um you know, give words of encouragement to listen to this show. It's going to be power-packed as usual. If you're a first-time listener to the Real Talk with Tanya White show, our motto, our, our motivation, our mission is to kick real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. And so in order to do that, each and every show has to be rated R. Now, I know you say rated R. Yes, we are rated R for being real, relevant, and refreshing. So every guest, every topic, every person that comes on here, really offers real nuggets of wisdom that you can take away immediately and implement into your life. And tonight is no different. I'm excited about having Miss Thelma Wells on. But before we get started and bring her on, I wanted to say hello to everyone in the chat room and everyone who is online, Abundant Grace, guest Miss Terry, and the relationship coach himself, Rael. It's good to see you all. If you have any questions, comments, uh, for uh, Ms. Thelma Wells, please call 347-215-6446. Press the number one, and we will bring you on. But right now, I want you to get set 
to uh, really get some nuggets of life wisdom. Um, depression, Ms. Thelma writes in her book, it affects 35 million people in the U.S. alone. And I know either you've suffered from depression at one time or another, or you know somebody who suffers from depression. And so tonight uh, is your chance to really get the, the, the information that you need and that you can apply to your life. Uh, we're also going to talk about worry and anxiety. And I put all those three together because I think each one go hand in hand. And I hope Ms. Thelma touches on that tonight. But listen, Ms. Thelma Wells is from Dallas, Texas. I love Dallas. Um, and like I said, you can visit her at ThelmaWells.com. I can't even begin to tell you how magnificent this woman is and what all the things that she is doing in her life. But if you visit her website, you will get excited, you will get inspired and motivated. So let's bring Ms. Thelma Wells on for the very first time on the Real Talk with Tanya White show, but I know not the last time. Welcome to the Real Talk with Tanya White show, Ms. Thelma Wells. Hello. Hello, darling. How are you? I am excited and ready to soak up all of the information that you have for us tonight. We want to say welcome, welcome to the Real Talk with Tanya White Show. Thank you so much for uh, coming on. Well, I appreciate you inviting me. I've been looking forward to this. So thank you so much. I can already hear in your voice, Ms. Thelma, that you have nuggets of life wisdom to share with us tonight about depression worry, and anxiety. So before we dig into your books and all these questions I have, can you briefly, in your own words, tell our audience who you are? Well, I'm a 69-year-old mother, grandmother, great-grandmother, and wife of nearly 49 years. Wow, Uh, congratulations. (laughs) I'm a speaker. I have spoken literally all over the world. Some people know me from having spoken at the Women of Faith conferences for 12 years having spoken also at the, at the Extraordinary Women Conferences. Uh, I have written 27 books by myself and about 200 with other people. Uh, I've been busy, but God has been good. Uh, I live in Texas with my family, have never lived anywhere else, even though I've traveled a lot. I was mm-hmm. a teacher at one time. I was a banker at one time. Uh, I was in corporate America at one time. Everybody ought to try it for just a little while, you know. I was in corporate America for a little while. But now God has released me back to the community, back Mm -hmm. to speaking at at camps and in churches, uh, speaking uh, at retreats, and uh, loving it so much because I'm able to get down with the people. The greatest thing, I think, that God has endowed me to do and has given me a passion to do is to love on people with Mm -hmm. a Titus 2 woman's heart and to show them a a Proverbs 31 woman. I'm not perfect, of course not, but I try every day with the help of God to live so he can use me wherever I am. So I stay available to him. I listen to him. And a lot of times I obey him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, you are affectionately called Mama T, and I cannot see already why people call you Mama T. And I can see why I connected with you because I, too, am a teacher, and I, too, was in banking before I uh, (laughs) went into the teaching profession. And so that's why I immediately connected with you when I visited your vibrant uh, website. I love the colors. I love everything on it. And I see why you have inspired and healed and helped so many people around the world. And you're saying you're 69 years, you don't look it. So that is why you don't look it, because you are doing the will and work of God. 
I'm 69 and a half. <laughs> well, listen, y'all visit www.thelmawells.com and you will see for yourself. Now, listen, Miss Thelma, you said 27 books and over 200. Commend you, commend you for that. Now, you have a book that uh, we're going to talk about tonight called Ready to Win Over Depression. Mm-hmm. Before we get started, can you give us a, a good definition so that we can grasp what depression really is? Because we hear it and yeah. we sort of know what it is, but give us your definition. Well, there are two kinds of, de- of depression. Uh, one is situational depression, and that's what I talk a lot about in the book. And the mm-hmm. other is clinical depression. That's when you have a, chem- chem- a chemical imbalance. Mm-hmm. One of those does not require medication, okay. and that's the situational depression. Okay. The other one may require medication for a while in order to balance the uh, the brain, okay? But mm-hmm. situ- uh, depression usually comes from a series of losses, Mm-hmm. For example, people who, who have lost a loved one, many times they go into depression. Ah, maybe the empty nest syndrome. Ah, maybe the loss of a goal, the loss of uh, of, of, of life in some other kind of way. Uh, that usually causes depression. And depression, of course, all of these are physical and emotional uh, pressures that we have. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who grieve so much, and grief indeed causes depression. One of the things that I experienced when I was having bouts of depression for about two and a half years, mm-hmm. uh, I experienced the loss of my life being the way I wanted it to be. Okay? Oh, can you say that again, Mama T? Yes, I experienced <laughs> the loss of my life being the way I wanted it to be. Let mm-hmm. me explain that. I got married when I was 20 years old. I was in college. We had not planned to have children for a while, but after I was married seven months, I got pregnant with the first baby. Oh, my goodness, I'm in school. What happened here? She was seven months old. I got pregnant with the second child. Oh, my goodness. How did that happen? And so and I started staying home, you know, going to school, uh, staying at home, cleaning up, putting up shelf paper, washing diapers. That was before the days of Pampers, sweetheart. Washing diapers. I uh, my life changed from being the belle of the ball, okay, to being the fat slob. That's what I called myself mm. erroneously. But I gained sixty three pounds, and I couldn't stand to look mm-hmm. at myself in the mirror. So those those things changed. My during the same time, my husband started two businesses, which meant he left early in the morning and then come home until late at night. I started being mm-hmm. alone and lonesome and angry and. Oh, uh, just just is not cared for at all. At the same time, my great grandmother, my loving great grandmother, who raised me, was becoming ill. She lived with us, so my life drastically changed. Mm-hmm. In the midst of that change, the change that I didn't want, that I didn't bargain for, that I didn't sign up for. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> I started. <laughs> I started talking to myself erroneously. Mm, I started saying, yes, mm-hmm. I started saying, oh, you're so fat. Don't nobody want to be around you. You can't do nothing right. See, that perfectionism syndrome came in there because mm-hmm. I couldn't do everything to perfection, you see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I started saying, you are so ugly. What happened to you? I just talking so bad to myself. You can't do nothing right. You can't get nowhere on time. Now, that was not my personality, Tanya. Mm-hmm. That was not. my. That is not my personality. 
mm-hmm. you see, depression is elusive, the same as these other things. It's elusive. It makes you think and feel that everything around you is wrong when it isn't. Okay? Mm-hmm. It does not allow you to count your blessings. It allows you to look at what's going on wrong that you don't like. That's situational depression. And let me tell you what, what is so funny about that. I started having blackouts. I started fainting. Now I can laugh about this because as I look back over that, I never fainted where I hurt myself, okay? Mm-hmm. And the last, I'm talking about elusive, okay? The last mm-hmm. time I had a fainting spell, I was in the beauty shop. I laugh about this now. But I did not faint until she got through in my hair. Okay? Wow. Are you following me? I'm so following they, you. Okay, they took me to the doctor. They put me in the hospital. They did all of the, the biological testing and all of the psychological testing and all of that. And it was discovered. Number one, I never fainted. Mm-hmm. My doctor asked me, what was going on when you faint? What's going on? What do you see? What do you hear? And so I could explain to him everything going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he said, you never fainted because wow. you nobody knows what's going on. They're out cold when they faint. So what is your problem? And then he started listening to me talk, and I guess he had been doing that anyway. Mm-hmm. And he said, and I, if you want me to give you the tips right now, I will. <laughs> but I think okay, I can wait later. <laughs> no, go ahead. You're okay, rolling okay, with it. Okay, good. But he, and this was not a Christian who talked to me. And I just mm-hmm. want people to know that there are people that God will use to talk to you, to give you what he says, that they don't even know what he said. Exactly. Because what he said to me is, watch how you talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. He said, self-esteem is how you talk to yourself, how you internalize what you talk to yourself. When you mm-hmm. talk to yourself negatively or positively, your subconscious cannot tell the difference between fact or fiction. Wow. Your subconscious believes everything you say. So in 21 days, if you say, I'm ugly, I'm ugly, I'm ugly, you're going to keep looking at yourself and you're going to look ugly. If you say, I'm a klutz, I'm a klutz, I'm a klutz, I'm a klutz, 21 days, you're going to start falling over everything because your subconscious cannot tell the difference. He said, your creative subconscious acts out what's in your subconscious. Okay? Now, that's scientifically. Well, he was not say, what he was saying to me is, watch what you say to yourself because out of the heart comes the issues. Out of the mouth comes the issues of the heart. So the issues of my heart were damaged. All right? Mm-hmm. Because, but nobody damaged them to me because I had different expectations of my life and of myself, and I allowed the changes in those expectations to cause me to become depressed. Wow. If you just joined Real Talk with Tanya White, Ms. Demma Wells has gone right into it. Uh, depression, she, this is something key, and I know I battle with and many women do. You said you were not uh, satisfied with the way that your life had turned out, the way you thought your life should have been. And a lot of times we plan and we plan, and just God has other plans for us. And trying to deal with that, some, you know, sometimes if we don't deal with it correctly, as you're saying you fall into that negative self-talk, which leads to, you know, depressive feelings. So I know I, I can connect with that on so many different levels. Uh, and if you have a question or comment, we are accepting calls. I know that uh, Ms. Thelma Wells has something uh, to impart into you. Please call 347-215-6446. Now, Ms. Thelma, after you receive this 
wealth of wisdom and insight. How long was it before you actually applied it to your life? Because sometimes when people tell us what we need to hear and what really helps us, it's, you know, that time before we hear it and actually implement it is a large gap. So how long was it before you actually started implementing uh, not talking negatively about yourself, watching what you say about yourself, and really implementing that in your, into your life? It was a process that the doctor gave me to do. Okay. He asked me to even turn the tape recorder on in my house. Wow. He said, you turn, you turn up, up, put on the tape recorder and just listen at the end of the day at what you say. Listen to what you say to other people. Listen to what you say to yourself. You Turn your mind on. What are you going to say? When you look in the mirror, what do you say? And he said, for every negative thing that you say, replace it with a positive. Mm-hmm. It's a replace it with an affirmation. An affirmation is a positive statement spoken in first-person singular present tense as if it had already happened. And he mm-hmm. said, when you look at yourself and you see, you think you're saying, I'm so bad. Replace mm-hmm. that with, I am well and healthy. Yes. I am well and healthy. He said, when you look, when you say to yourself, I just can't get anywhere on time. Mm-hmm. He said, I get where I'm going 10 minutes ahead of time. 10 minutes ahead of time. He gave me all of that. Well, having been a Christian, and, and I am now and have been since I was four, I mm-hmm. went to the Bible. Now, those mm-hmm. affirmations are good, and I... I have written affirmations in many of the books that, I, that I've written. Mm-hmm. But I also said, wait a minute, let me go here to the real truth. Okay? Mm-hmm. And the real truth is let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Your mind's messed up if you're telling your mind ugly things about yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I picked out several affirmations that I would begin to say, and they're very familiar. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay. Major Affirmation. You see, a major affirmation. I have all the money I need to do whatever I want because God is my provider. Mm-hmm. Major. You see major. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I have peace that surpasses all understanding. Because mm-hmm. Philippians 4 6 tells me that. So I went through the Bible and I picked out truthful affirmations that I could begin to recite, and over a period of time, it changed. I would I don't know whether it was 21 days. I don't know whether it was what, how many days, but it started changing my mindset. All right? Now, the mm-hmm. other thing that he said along with this is that he said, do something for somebody without expecting anything in return. Wow. Yeah. Begin wow. to do something. With, even if you cook a meal. Don't get angry because somebody said doesn't say that it's a good meal. Mm. If you know it's a good meal, tell yourself. <laughs> tell yourself. Wow, that was good. Positive, that, that <laughs> positive self-talk and like, really you uh, tell yourself. That was yeah. good. That's right. And, and so I started doing that, and it took a process. I can't tell you a timeline, but it did mm. take a process because, you see, there's a matter of choice here. There mm. are some people who love being depressed right. because they get a lot of attention being depressed. And if you would take depression from them, they would act like they lost their last friend. Mm -hmm. It's a choice. I did not want to stay in the situation I was in because I didn't like myself. So Mm -hmm. I chose to follow what was given me, and I also chose to say, God, help me to accept what is best for me. 
Wow. I am a praying woman. I had to pray. It did not come by osmosis. It didn't just come by practice. It came by yielding. <laughs> yielding. Yes. Yielding to the will of God. I was angry mm-hmm. with my husband all the time because mm-hmm. I thought he wasn't paying any attention to me. Okay? I yeah. had to take that and submit that thought and those thoughts to the will of God. This man's working his heart out. He's working all the time. He's right. a good provider. He loved his children, you know, loved his children. But I'm mad at him because he's out making, making a living. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Now, so, and so, if, I, if I heard you hear you correctly, Mama T, and we got people in on Facebook saying, I love Mama T, so you're getting shout-outs on Facebook. Uh, if I hear you correctly, sometimes when we're dealing with that situational depression, that could be sometimes of us really – um, spending too much time on our have-nots mm-hmm. and not celebrating mm-hmm. what we really have. That's right. That's Is right. That, okay. Not being thankful for what we have. Mm-hmm. Not being grateful. I had beautiful children, healthy right. children, smart children, a brand-new home, everything furnished, a mm-hmm. wonderful car. A grandmother who, great grandmother who loved me, a church who cared for me. I had everything going for me, but I looked introspectively in me and became self-centered. Yes, mm-hmm. that's what depression is. I became self-centered. I started thinking about myself. I was selfish. Nobody else mattered. It was me, 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 me. Wow. Wow. I had to. So, uh, and thank I'm you, God. We got people lighting up our switchboard, lighting it up. And so <laughs> I want to take a call from Denver, Colorado, because they've been waiting patiently. Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White, Denver seven one nine. Yes, ma'am. Miss um, Emma, I want to thank you for all that you have done in in your ministry and everything. I was just wondering how how important do you feel that uh, praise music plays in all this with depression? Oh, thank you. That is a great question, ma'am. And let me answer that for you. Oh, praise music is the catalyst that propels us out of depression, okay? I am a big praise music person, let me tell you. When I get down in the dumps, when things are not going well, and when they are, I have praise music on. Let me tell you why, scripturally. And in Zephaniah, the third chapter, uh, around the 17th verse, God is having a conversation with himself. Now, this is according to the Living Bible paraphrase. And God is talking to himself because he hears the daughters of Zion. He hears the young women praising him, singing to him, glorifying him in praise. And God asks himself this, is that a choir I hear? Mm-hmm. And then he answers his question. He says, no. That's me rejoicing over my praisers. If you look in in the scripture also and dissect the word praise there, it doesn't just mean when you know when blessings go up, praises come down. All that praises go up, blessings come down. It means that God is sitting in heaven, so happy that we are worshiping and praising Him until He's spinning like a top. Ah, glory to God! He's spinning like a top. The praise music changes the atmosphere. And calls in the blessings of God because Satan and, and, and God cannot live in the same space. Mm-hmm. And so that's what happens. That's why praise music is so awesomely important in whatever.
whatever we're going through, whether it's our money, our family, our relationships, our church, whatever, keep that praise music on. Keep it in your heart. Listen to it. One of my favorites is, Jesus loves me, this I know. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Yes, yeah, so it plays an important part. Now, that also helps propel you into the to the desire to pray. Sometimes when you're depressed, you don't want to pray. Just right. like you don't want to eat or you don't want to get up, you don't want to blah, blah, blah. But when you begin to praise praise him, even if you're listening to it and you're internalizing that, it makes you want to pray. It makes you want to say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, have mercy. And then scripture, all of this goes hand in hand. You, we need to be learning the word of God, learning mm-hmm. scripture, committing it to memory. There's no more alibi now that people don't know the Bible. The Bible comes in every kind of translation. It's on iPod, TV, Kindle, mm-hmm. uh, CD, DVD, any way you want it. Illumina, you can get it. Mm-hmm. It's on Internet. And so we need to be uh, internalizing, that is memorizing scriptures. One of my favorite scriptures is when I think I'm getting a little nervous or scared, uh, Psalm 27. The Lord is my light, oh, glory, and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And I know the rest of that. And that, at the end of that, it says, wait on the Lord. Be of yes. good courage. Be of good courage. Be of good courage. Be of good courage is at least 35 times mentioned in the Bible. Don't be afraid of more than that. Be of good courage, for I have overcome the world. And so all of these things go hand in hand to move you out of a depressive state that is situational depression. It also helps in clinical depression, but you need something else to help you with clinical depression. And and I want to say this, and I don't mean any harm. I'm not being disrespectful. But one of the worst places in the world to tell somebody you are depressed is in the church. Oh, well, you didn't say a whole lot right there, Mama. Okay. And if, and if you have to, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know what That's they say? Well, if you Mama... loved the Lord and yeah. if you had faith and if you trusted, there are a lot of people who love the Lord, who right. have faith and who trust, but they're sick. And no, and you, you don't say you're that taking if you us have into to wear a glasses. You? you know what? If you got if you got to wear glasses, you don't say. Now, if you had no faith, you wouldn't have to wear them glasses. Right. And that's a good point, Mama T. Uh, caller, did uh, Miss Delma answer your question? Yes. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, we can move you out if you have another question. Thank you so much for calling. Well, well you've taken us into another uh, angle uh, because clinical depression is very serious. Uh, and it's and it's something that you just cannot get out quickly, like situational depression. Um, and you said something, and a lot of people don't like to hear uh, that sometimes church is the worst place you can go to get what you need, basically. So why is that? Why is where we should be going to get healing cannot really heal us from um, quote unquote. Um, unspiritual things, you know? Yeah. They think, well, you know? <laughs> well, I think it's a combination of things. Mm-hmm. I think people are afraid of the word depression because they label people who are depressed. Okay. Okay? They're labeled, you know, crazy, uh, psychotic, da-da-da-da-da, which is not necessarily so in many instances, in most instances. Okay? Mm-hmm. The other thing is that I don't think the church knows how to handle stuff. Oh, say that again. 
I don't think the church knows how to handle stuff. Hello. Wow. I don't. I don't think we have enough trained counselors. I don't think we have enough. Now this is in general, okay? Yes. Because there are some churches who are so gifted. Yes. In being able to handle all of these challenges that we meet, you know, and, and I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not calling any out except to say, uh, Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, does a marvelous job. Mm-hmm. A marvelous job in counseling. So we, a lot of times, don't have the manpower or the knowledge to effectively counsel that. And when we don't know how to handle it, we just name it something else. Yeah, or, or we, you know, shove it off or blow it off shove and it off, don't have enough faith. Now, That's do you think right. uh, that is because sometimes we are not grounded uh, in the spiritual and the physical? Oh, I definitely do. Uh, the first book that I wrote uh, in this series is called Don't Give In, God Wants You to Win. Okay. And in Don't that series, in. I, I like talk that. about, uh, yeah, girl, I mean, I'm telling you, I talk about uh, Ephesians six ten through 18, the whole arm of God. Right. Uh, a lot of times we don't understand what all of that armor is about. We don't know how to teach people what it's about. We don't know uh, what are some of the ravages and some of the, the trials and, and heartaches that the adversary, his name is Satan. Some people don't like for me to say it, but he's real. He's a devil. Yes. And, and, and that adversary is here to kill, steal, and destroy, just as John 10.10 10 says. But, but God, but Jesus says, but. I love that mm-hmm. word, but that's a conjunction, girl. And on the back of but, I love what it says. It says, mm-hmm. but I have come that yes. you might have life and have it more abundantly. more abundantly. We need to understand that we are three-part creatures. Yes. We are physical, mm-hmm. we are emotional, and we're spiritual. Okay? Right. It is very easy a lot of times for one of those to become incongruent or uncongruent, whatever you say, mm-hmm. uh, with the other. And when that mm-hmm. happens, then Strange things happen. The the, uh, tactic of Satan is to confuse us, to frustrate us, to make us feel bad, to cause shame and blame, to cause all of those things that would make us off kilter. Yes. A lot of people are so ashamed of their background until they, and they, they practice it over and over. Instead of getting it out, they rehearse it. Mm. Over and over. Yeah. And when they rehearse it over and over, the more they rehearse it, the deeper it becomes. Mm-hmm. You see? True. And so that's, that's, true. That's, that's one of the part, problems with depression. I was talking to a group just this morning, and a lady came to me and was crying. It was at a school. She came to me in service, in service for teachers, okay? Mm-hmm. She came to me and she was crying, and she said, I have lived with guilt all my life. Today is the first day I took a look at what's wrong with me. Wow. And thank you. Now, this is a teacher in the school dealing with with kids who's been depressed and hurting yes. herself, down in the dumps because of something that happened in her past that she has not shaken. And I can guarantee you she's been rehearsing that every week. Oh, yeah. Teachers are the, the most, the masters of mm-hmm. healing uh, and concealing things and mm-hmm. not dealing with with our own lives, and that's, that's why we serve others. Yeah, we talked about the mass bandit, okay? 
Wow. Now, we're quickly running out of time. I am so thoroughly enjoying this, and I need to bring you back. But I really want to touch on, because depression, and you also have a book, Ready to Win Over Worry and Anxiety. And in my perspective, I think depression, worry, and anxiety all go hand in hand. They they really do go hand in hand. There's a little different connotation. I Mm -hmm. call worry the hypothesis of the what ifs. Mm. Okay, have you ever said what if? What if this? What if that? What if? What if I had a lady call me this week? And I said, how are you, sweetheart? And she said, oh, I'm okay, but uh, but my son got his driver's license, and he drove to school. He's only 15, and he drove to school today. And, and what if he gets in an accident? Mm. I said, you need to chill, Jill. I said, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I mean, I have very, I have very little sympathy when I'm trying to get somebody to, to see something. Okay, I do have empathy. Okay, I uh-huh. said you need to chill, Jill. I said, did you have a, a, a car wreck when you got your driver's license? How many kids did you know when they get their driver's license, they've had driver's ed, go out and have a car accident? I said, what you're doing, you're hypothesizing that something may happen that probably will never happen. Why don't you say? Wow, I'm proud my son got to school safely today. Yes. She said, oh. Mm. See, sometimes it just causes us to pull somebody back to understand what they're doing. Now, what if, what is what is anxiety then? Mm-hmm. Anxiety uh, is fear. It's yes. caused by fear. All this is caused by fear, but a deeper fear. Anxiety is a physical and emotional reaction to something that we have no control over. It creates phobias, all right? Uh, I don't know how many of you have phobias, but I, I let me tell you what I was on. I was on a Dr. Phil show with a young lady who had the phobia of riding in a car, of being in crowds, uh, of being in public transportation, blah, da, 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 okay? Mm-hmm. And she doesn't mind me telling you because it's Barbara, and if you're listening, I love you, Barbara, okay? But Bob was afraid of all of that, and mm-hmm. it took everything for Dr. Phil and his team to get her in a car to drive her, when she would not get on the other transportation, to drive her to his show. She was panicking. She was distraught. She was winning because she had to sit in a car and ride. Okay? Wow. She was. But I've worked with her since that time, and so has as other people, because, you know, Dr. Phil gives you other folks both to work with you. Now, she is riding in the car, she's been on the plane, she's been on the cruise, da-da-da-da. Why? Because she saw that what she was dealing with, her anxiety, Mm -hmm. was caused because of lack of experience. Mm -hmm. One thing, because she had heard so many things about planes crashing and uh, people having car accidents. She internalized that stuff. She had a fear of it. But after she experienced not being hurt, okay, not having an accident, she now has the courage to try new things. Wow. Okay. You just said a mouthful, Mama T. You said a mouthful Mm -hmm. because she didn't have the experience, and a lot of us don't have experience, whether it's dating, whether it's uh, even budgeting our money. Yeah. Then we get this anxiety uh, and over analyze things. I've been there. I can connect with that on so many levels. But <laughs> once you right. get that experience, like you said, then you can release some of that fear mm-hmm. because you know that it's not as bad 
as my mind had me to think it was. That's right. And the other thing about Barb, she was willing to make a change. In all of this, you got to be willing to change. You got to want it bad enough Mm -hmm. to get out there and get it. She has been on a number of my webcasts uh, that I've had, uh, and and you know some of that material is on on the website. and and she and I email each other. She gets, uh, well, a lot of things have changed in her life. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but she received Jesus. Wow. And in rece- so- Thank you, God. And in receiving Jesus to Christ, the anointed one, the son of the living God, she started trusting in him to mm-hmm. take away her phobias. They're wow. not all gone, but guess what? There's so much less. Yes. Than they were before. God well, has said, a plan said, for us, huh? Yes, yes. I want to say you said something so key. She was willing, 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 willing. It was a choice. She was determined. Our, our theme here has been all year on Real Talk: determined to win in 2010 and beyond. And that determination comes from a willingness and a choice. And if you really want to change, if you really want to get out of your depression, your worry and anxiety, you have to make that choice and be willing. To follow through. Mm-hmm. And to wow. do, because it's not going to happen overnight. No, unless God not. performs a miracle, and certainly He can do that. Yeah. You know, He can take us from wherever but He wants that, to. But even that, Mama T, don't you think you have to be willing to accept that? You have to be willing. There are a lot of people incarcerated and on, on uh, mind altering substances and stuff like that who've been through 12 steps, all kind of steps, everybody's house, whatever. They are not willing to change, and they will not change until they're willing themselves to change. Mm, mm, mm. That's right. Wow. And all the prayer in the world is not going to help until they become submissive uh, to the will of God and want to change. Now, that that is a relief for somebody who is just trying to make people change and, you know, driving themselves crazy and driving themselves into depression because, that person that they want to change ain't changing. You just said it, Mama T. They yeah, have to be Mama willing T to change. This, yes. Baby folks don't change because you want them to. They change yes. because they see a benefit to them for changing. Don't nobody care what you want. <laughs> don't nobody okay. care what you want. Okay. I'm going to write that on my wall, Mama okay. T. Okay, don't nobody care what you want. That's right. They change because they have a perceived benefit to them for changing. Yeah. Everybody that I've talked with and counseled, Changed because they made up in their mind they wanted to. Mama was praying, Daddy was praying. Mm-hmm. They, they've taken them to the deliverance service and all of that kind of stuff, and they came back just as bad as they were before because they had said no. They rejected it. Mm-hmm. But what wow. they accept now, 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 let me just say this because I know some of y'all are gonna say, "Well, God can do anything. He mm-hmm. sure can. Mm-hmm. He can. He can change them, just like He did Paul." on the Damascus Road. But that was Paul's experience. Exactly. Okay? The other experiences that since the, the we live in a in a dispensation of grace. Mm. Jesus Christ died that we would not have to go through a whole lot of stuff. He yeah. died that we might be saved. His blood covers us. But he's also a gentleman. And if you don't want to accept him, he's not going to come down here and slap you upside your head, beat you up, kick you in the shin, and say, you better accept me. He gives you the word, he gives you the truth, and then he says, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you shall be saved. 
Wow. Listen, okay. if you just joining Real Talk with Tanya White, you have got to visit ThelmaWells.com. She has been such a blessing. Go to her website right now. She has free videos, books, resources, uh, podcasts on there. Your website is so user-friendly and vibrant. Uh, before we let you go, because that time is coming gone, and we're going to definitely, definitely try to get you back, Mama T. Thank you. You blessed me, and we did not even scrape the surface of uh, what I really wanted to talk about tonight. But she is the author of 27 books and 200 co-author books, if you missed that at the beginning. And um, your site is just so filled with wisdom, knowledge, and information. Tell us what's coming up. I love this Ready to Win conference that you have. You have so much going on. Oh, let me tell you, if you're anywhere in America, there are two things that you can come, and even overseas. The first thing is November the 13th and 14th, at the Cedar Valley College in Lancaster, Texas, we will be presenting the first performance of the King Sisters. Now, if wow. you saw Dream Girls, you will know that this is the Christian Dream Girls, the wow. story of four sisters who made it to the top of the recording chart, and then life happened. I'm going mm. to be one of the sisters, and I'm going to narrate, but it's for little children in it all the way up. That's going to be a, a performance at 2.30 and one at 7.30 on the 13th and 14th of November in, in the Dallas, Texas area. The next thing is my big Ready to Win conference. And mm-hmm. this year it is, in every year, it's on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It's wow. in Grapevine at the Palace Arts Theater. And the theme is Lift Up Your Praise. Now, Mama Lift T is going to be teaching, and you're going to have people singing from all over everywhere how to really worship God in spirit and in truth and stop trying to manufacture some anointing. Oh, listen, Mama T, we're going to have you back for some... (laughs) We're going to have you back for some get real talk about what's really going on in ministry because you said a couple of things. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Uh, And so visit uh, uh, Thelma Wells at ThelmaWells.com. Listen... Listen to the free videos, get the books. If you're anywhere near Texas, go to the King Sisters, the Ready to Win Conference, everything. You even have a, looks like a a, a cruise lineup. Is that Oh, that girl, right? yeah, baby. Let me tell you about that right quick. No, uh, October the 17th through the 28th, 2011, I'm taking you and a group of you, I hope, to the Holy Lands. We will, wow. we will meet in Istanbul, Turkey. We're going to uh, board the uh, Royal Caribbean, where we will go to Israel, Egypt, Greece, and back to Turkey. And we will see the Old and the New Testament come alive right before our eyes. I'm going to be teaching after every excursion. We will have a guide to help us understand the Bible. My goodness. Listen, go to ThelmaWells.com. Look, listen, learn. I know I will be on your website frequently. Um, You need to go on there every week because we change stuff. Uh, listen, I will. Once you go there, you're going to feel energized. The colors, everything, Mama T's beautiful smile, you will feel energized. Now, let close us out with one nugget of wisdom that you would like to share about depression worry, or anxiety, especially as the holidays are coming up in just a few weeks. We're going to quick kick off the holiday season. Okay, I can give you four right quick. Okay. I can give you reality principles. Reality principle one, God truly loves you and he's fully committed to taking care of you and meeting all your needs. Reality number two, God is in complete control of your life. Whenever adversity or circumstances come about, look to God who's the author and the finisher of your faith. 
Number three, when you begin to anticipate the possibility of unpleasant circumstances in your life, recognize that worry is a waste of time and Mm. energy. It is useless and pointless. And number four, prayer and thanksgiving are the most effective replacements for worry and anxiety and depression. My goodness, Mama T, you have blessed me, and I know you have blessed our listeners. We're definitely going to have you back in 2011 uh, so we can just glean from your uh, divine wisdom and your just giving heart. We wish you well. Thank you so much, and we're going to follow up with you later. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You have a wonderful week. You too, Tanya. Okay, bye-bye. bye-bye. Listen, if you just, just join Real Talk with Tanya White, if you missed any of tonight's show, I'm coming out of this depression, worry, and anxiety. Mama T gave a lot of nuggets of wisdom, but the one thing I want you to remember is that she said in order for you to come out, you have to make a choice. You have to make a choice to get out. You have to be willing to get out. And once you do that, then the, your steps will follow. You will follow through on what you need to. Whew, this show has been awesome tonight. I I know I was excited for a reason. I'm coming out of this depression, worry, and anxiety. Re-listen to this show. Uh, forward it to all your friends, families, and loved ones. Visit uh, Mama T, as she is so affectionately called, at ThelmaWells.com, ThelmaWells.com, and look at all the hosts of information, resources, free videos, everything that you need to live the abundant life and be determined to win in 2010 and beyond. Listen, we have one more installation of our I'm Coming Out of This series, and it's next week, and we're going to talk about frustrating and stagnant friendships. We're going to have Rhonda McKnight on as she shares uh, nuggets from her new book, The Inconvenient Friend. And then we're going to also have Jennifer Blair from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, I have admired her from afar for uh, a couple of years, and she's going to share uh, about friendship, your inner circle, and why your inner circle is so important on your outer elevation. And so next week is going to be our last installment of I'm Coming Out of This, and then we're going to take a break the last Monday in October. Then we're going to come back in November just to knock your socks off and prepare you uh, to go into 2011 with so much energy, joy, inspiration. We got a lot planned for you. We want to thank you so much for joining Real Talk with Tanya White tonight. Thanks so much for being in the chat and for calling in. Listen, if you missed tonight's show or last week's show where we talked about spiritual warfare with Pastor Ruth Lofton, again, listen to the archives. Uh, Tune in next week at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we're going to talk about um, frustrating friendships. We're going to close out. Listen, I'm so joy-filled right now. Uh, I'm determined to come out of depression, worry, anxiety, whatever I got. Uh, And I hope you are, too. So we wish you a – hope you have a wonderful week. We're going to close out with Shirley Caesar's What Joy. I love you guys. Have a blessed week, and we hope you tune in next Monday. (laughs) 